0: This is Jewish Board Talk with Sheree Zephyr only on one oh one point nine high FM.
1: I'm delighted to have Steve Petri, the author of the article, as well as three of the squash players mentioned in the article, Doctor Tsoddy Aaron, Johnny Lee, and Salwan Mashut on the line now. A gentlemen, welcome and thank you so much for joining me.
2: Hi, how are
0: we doing? Thanks
1: for having us. Steve, Hello, let's start with Hi, hi. <laughs> Quite fun to have such a big group on on Skype. Steve, let's start with you. What made you write
3: the article? Well, I've always uh, been very fond of squash and um, sport in general and Jewish involvement in sport. Uh, I've written a number of articles on on various sports involving uh, Jewish sportsmen. And uh, with regard to the squash, I was actually approached by members of the Transvaal Automobile Club and asked to, to write an article about the club. I was told that there are certain members of the club uh, that feel very strongly about recording this very important part of history. And um, that's really what motivated me. And of course, then I met uh, Mark Piker, who was very pivotal to this uh, project. He arranged all the, the meetings. Uh, I met um, Johnny Lieb and uh, Selwyn Mashett and Todd uh, Aaron. And I knew a number of the other players myself, uh, Selvan Karnovitz. And um I got a lot of information from everybody, and that's how the story developed.
1: So let's bring you in here, Dr. Aaron. You were uh, the chair of the club more than any other chairman. What was it like in, at that time?
4: Oh, Sharice, it was like the best time in my life. That club was amazing. It was Literally home from home. The members were fantastic. It was a Liberdyk club. Uh, it was a very motivated club to do well. Uh, maybe being Jewish, we wanted to beat all the other non-Jewish clubs. But there was a spirit in that club that that was just just quite unrealistic. Um, you know, you would actually go to the club to play, but if you walked into that change room, there were typically Jewish guys kibitzing, having fun. Kidding each other whether you were first league or 13th league or just a social member it really was a great time uh, with, res- with this article being done I've kind of met some of the old members that 30, 40 years ago and they all said those days were some of the best days of their life and I have to conquer um,
1: someone you were you went on to win many medals and awards in the squash and you were groomed through the club can you just share that experience
2: Oh, Cherise, hi. Um, Yeah, I think I must endorse uh, Tori's comments. Uh, We had the most amazing time over the 30, 40 year period. We had wonderful uh, people there. uh, um, It was really a liberty place and uh, they did wonders for Jewish uh, Jewish squash players um, and uh, did a lot to help a lot of the young guys to excel and do well and you know, some did better than others, but um yeah, it was a wonderful time. We had a lot of league games and uh get togethers and dinners and uh it was a fantastic time.
1: Uh- Johnny,
0: let's bring you in here. What was your involvement? Sure, hi. Um, so just a, a, a very short history. Is, uh, I was invited by Sori and Len. Between the two of them, they they invited me from um, what was the Norwood Squash Club or Johannesburg Squash Club uh, in about 78. And I stayed there um, from 78 till around about 1994, which is when I hung up my racket, so to speak. And um, the... There's, there's nothing really more I can add other than there were really special times. I mean, there wasn't, uh, I don't remember a, a really, I don't remember a day of there being any ugliness anyway. And I'm sure there was, but it certainly wasn't visible to me. Um, it was just, as Toddie mentioned, the change of mentality was, was, uh, part of my life. I was in the change room probably more often than I was in my bedroom at home. And, um, you meeting, people from a whole bunch of different um, uh, professions and artisans and guys that all added to the flavor and in the in, in the comedy of the club. And it, they were really special times.
1: What was it like it was during the height of the party? Uh, but yet you maintained an excellent standard, including staying with um, overseas fans?
0: Um, so the... Mike Simmons um, um, was the squash coach at the time that I was there, and he was very much involved in uplifting us all. Um, we certainly were exposed. Uh, I mean, there was there was there were Saturdays and Sundays that Jonah Barrington was hitting on the court, and if you had enough chutzpah, you would ask him. Uh, he was at that stage the number two in the world. I think all of us probably were exposed to. At least 15 out of the top 30 players in the world at various times that we were that we were there, and we ended up playing against them. Um, you know, some of us did really well. I think someone beat the number two in the world. I, I had a win over the number six, um, and it was just uh, it was just know uh, just, uh, just an unbelievable time. Our standard was really high, and we were supported. I mean, the the club, sorry, Len, uh, Adrian Hoffman. They supported us. It was just crazy. It was actually crazy and beautiful at the same time.
1: Anybody want to add
2: to that? Yeah, I think I'd like to just give a shout out for Len Cohen particularly. I was a little pre-Johnny's uh, time. Uh, Len Cohen was the equivalent of, of Tony's uh, predecessor and he was amazing and instrumental in uh, getting me also from Norwood to play at TAC and be there number one so that uh, you're exposed to the better players. And, uh, and they were amazing to a lot of the younger guys. Who, In fact, uh, if I remember, he paid for my membership. And, uh, you know, they were wonderful guys who supported young TAC squash players. And 1999,
1: the club won the Covetous Banbury Trophy. Transfer first, please. Want to reminisce about
2: that? I'm just trying to remember which was the Banbury Trophy. Uh, was
1: Cherise?
2: The... <laughs> sorry, Cherise, can I come off. in there, please? Cherise? Okay. Go for it, sorry.
4: Yeah, uh, Cherise, the Banbury Trophy was a trophy that was played for by the best uh, club in South Africa in all the different provinces. So, there'd be a team from the Cape, from the Free State, from Northern Transvaal, mm-hmm. as uh, AZN and we played for that trophy I think we won it in 1980 and then we won it in 1981 and I, I must admit in those days I had a lot more chutzpah than I have today and I went up to this guy who was running it and I can't remember what why, it was called Bambury and I sort of jokingly said to him tell me if we win it three years in a row can we keep the trophy and he <laughs> sort of smugly looked at me and he said yeah okay uh if you can win it but first win it first. And we did win it. And in a way it was great, but maybe it was a bit sad because we got the trophy and that was the end of that uh that <laughs> tournament. But um yeah it it, it was remarkable, Sharice. You know, we had these young, mainly Jewish kids, um who who had were pretty average. Um and then we had Mike Simmons due to the foresight of Len and I'm not quite sure who else made Adrian, myself. And he just turned things around that any kid who had a talent wanted to come and play at TAC. And Selwyn, I'm sure you're listening to this. And, Sharice, can I just tell you a story about Selwyn, which still rankles? Uh, Selwyn was a great player. And he came to me one day and he said, "Sorry, listen, I've been offered 500 grand to go and play at the Wanderers. And, uh, I said, so when you can't leave us, I'll I'll find the money. So who did I go to? Nate Kirsch. Now Nate is almost a relation of mine because his brother Izzy is married to my cousin Musha. So I went to Nate and cap in hand, believe you me, it was cap in hand and I asked him. And eventually grudgingly, he he said, okay, I'll give you 500 rand, which he did for a few years. So when you were the first amateur professional at TAC. Hey, don't tell anybody that. Eh? <laughs>
3: it's
4: too late, too late. So when it's on the air now, but that could it be it taxable. started. It started a difficulty because many players after that were tempted away to other clubs, and we really had to raise the money to to um, to to keep them. Not that they would have left. Maybe they wouldn't. And just quickly, I just want to say thank you to two of the most wonderful people at that stage. Nat Bloomberg of Dornat Motors, and Eskel Jarvis of the property, who helped me so much to raise that money to keep all the players, and I think besides one player, we kept everybody at TAC.
2: Yeah, you're quite suck and I'll agree with you 100%. There were amazing people apart from those few guys, and, uh, yeah, we certainly had some wonderful times there, and they supported us, and... Uh, it was a wonderful time in our lives. You know,
1: I'm, I'm hearing that it sounds like it was an amazing time. It sounds like a family. Maybe I can just ask Johnny and Selwyn here, because at some point you're competing against each other and at some point you also team players. And I just wondered what effect that had.
2: Well, luckily, luckily for Johnny, he was a lot younger. <laughs>
3: So we never really
2: got to compete I don't know how to answer that Whether I would have beaten him or not In fact I don't even recall playing him Or maybe once uh, But I never remember my losses So uh, That's a good
3: story
2: uh, Hey Johnny Did I ever beat you or play you? Can't remember
0: So I remember playing Solwyn Once in quite a difficult uh, Solwyn never gave anybody anything You had to work really hard Um, we played many, when I say friendly games, they weren't that friendly because I was always trying to beat him and he was always trying to beat me. And um, so there was quite a bit of um, brutality on the court. I don't don't actually recall ever playing someone in a fully-fledged match. I actually really don't recall that. But um, I do remember someone giving me advice once, which I ignored. Um, (laughs) and, And I ignored it because... I didn't know how to implement what he what he had he had asked me, so that was a lesson I I try to take forward for myself. Is like if I'm going to give advice to somebody, I need to know exactly how that person needs to implement. Um, and I and I and I ignored that advice to my detriment. Um, but I actually Do didn't didn't know. Pardon, Sharice? Do you remember what that advice was? Yeah, uh, someone used to hit the ball pretty hard, and I used to hit the ball pretty soft. And someone used to he, he told me that I needed to hit the ball harder. But it was quite difficult with the way I held my racket, Um and I really couldn't figure out. I, I never really took a full swing ever at the ball. Um so that um was quite difficult for me to implement hitting the ball hard. Um and every time I did that I really lost quite a bit of direction. So I just thought to myself, sure, but I've just gotta just stick to what I know. Which which uh, so if I'd added something else to my game, another tool to my tool shed, I would have done a little bit better for sure. So uh, you
2: did okay. You did okay. My
0: advice, my advice to people is: number one, listen to advice, and number two, if someone gives you advice, ask them how to implement. That's that's really the only thing that I can take more from that. But I, one's really got to listen to advice. There's a lot of people, with a lot of good, uh, a lot of good advice, and a lot of good coaching, and you can learn from everybody. But you know, it's also pretty
2: sad in one way that, uh, squash is not today what it was back then. I mean, 30, 40 years ago, you couldn't book a court, uh, if you didn't phone on time. Uh, there was, uh, how many leagues, sorry, 20-something leagues, uh. Yeah, so when, I think Wanderers had about 23 sides, we, we had,
4: had, at our most, we had 13 league sides, and believe you me, it was more than enough to try and handle it. It was really,
2: I mean, it you was fantastic me, I, Yeah, fitting. I remember how one would have to find players when there was an injury or somebody not available and the telephone calls and the begging and, uh, it was huge then. Uh, was, <laughs> yeah, I don't uh, know how I organized sure. these nice teams, uh, at such notice and the work you guys put into it was amazing.
3: Theresa, if I could just interject Um, I think that this really highlights the point I was trying to make in the article, and that is that you're talking about uh, a golden era, a golden era that's passed. Um, These guys, I mean, you've got sitting with us in this interview, you've got Selwyn Mashett. He was the South African champion. He was a Springbok um, you've got Johnny Lieb, he was the number three in South Africa in an absolutely golden era. There were other players too. There, were other, there was Lawrence Gruskin, who now lives in Australia. Unfortunately, I haven't been able to interview him yet. Also a Springbok. Um, a little bit earlier than then, Darby Berta played for the club. A great Springbok, and uh, number one for many years. And it was it was an incredibly um, great era uh, in South African squash. And, and here you had this this club, the Transport Automobile Club, become the premier club in South Africa for three years in a row. And, and probably longer because as Toddie said, that's, that brought to an end the, uh, the, the Banbury Trophy. But, but, um, I think it's correct to say that TAC maintained their dominance long after they won the last Banbury Trophy in 1982. And, and so in this golden era of South African squash, where there were top players, South African players, uh, Roland Watson, Stuart Halstone, all, I think, in the top 20 in the world. And here you had Transport Automobile Club in that era dominating South African squash. And that's the real story. And you've got two of the giants of that era in the well, the virtual studio with you and and the administrator running things from behind. Saudi Aaron, him together with uh, Adrian Hoffman and Len Cohen, responsible for this unbelievable era. Uh, and and um, classic example of, of excellence in South African sport in general and Jewish sport in particular and that's really the point I wanted to make through the article.
2: Well you know very well, very well put Steve very well put. Yeah, I just wanted to add something to that and, uh, and I'm not sure even sorry, uh, is aware that uh, especially in those early years you know TAC also sponsored me to a degree to play in the British Open for probably six seven years um, I was a young guy at the time and had no time. So uh yeah, you know, it was amazing that they could you know, get that money together and, and help young guys and uh so we've all got a lot to be grateful for. I think my last question for you before we go
1: into my ad break, is in writing this article, Stephen, did you bring people together that hadn't maybe been spoken for a while and did it bring back a lot of memory?
3: Um, look, it started off uh, with with Mark Baker organising little get-togethers in at Melrose Arch. Never more than three of us. First, myself, Mark and, by the way, Mark was a leading player as well, but played mainly for Harlequins in Pretoria and then later on when he moved to Johannesburg, he played for TAC as well. But, uh, uh, it started off with um, Mark contacting first Johnny Lieb and us getting together, and I could see that uh, it, it was something was happening. These guys were getting together for the first time after many years and uh, you know m- memorizing um, and uh, and then we brought Selwyn mashett in and, and 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 that again you know memories came flooding back and then we met with Saudi Aaron and then we all got together. Uh, at the launch of Soul Sport, when the article was um, uh, was uh, the first appeared in Soul Sport, and the uh, Soul Sport was launched a couple of weeks ago, and, and in fact a lot of other players came, and yes, it seems to me as if it did, you know, bring together a lot of people from this wonderful era, and they seen one another, getting together and, and reminiscing and having a wonderful time. That's one of the wonderful byproducts of this article, and uh, certainly not not one that I planned, but. Um it, it has brought uh, people together. I'm very pleased for it.
1: Well, thank you so much for joining me. I'm pleased I brought you, the four of you together on Hi FM. That was Steve, Kathy, Johnny Lee, Sari Aaron and Phil talking about the heyday of squash at the TAC.